With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode 354 after the whistle presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Good morning. Do we have time for that? Good morning. Listen, my time is your time. Let's let's do this. Let's hear hear about your life. Let's well, hear about I'll tell you life. what, if this were the day after the Sabres Flyers game, if we did a show that day, we would have come out talking about something else. But it's amazing what 24 hours can do. Just yeah. walks everybody off a cliff. Eh? It's the anyway. it's the yo-yo of emotions, this team. Yeah. So I'm walking into Chipotle. And I'm I've got to be 30 feet from the door. And I look over, and there's a person probably 45 feet from the door. Okay. And you know, the lines are very unpredictable. You can, I mean, you pull up to that place, you can open the door and you can be backed out the door or you could be first in line, right? Who knows? You know, I'm walking and I look and I make eye contact with this person who's, who's, we're coming in at different angles. Okay. But I'm definitely closer than she is. Definitely closer. And I'm moving quicker. What does she do? I don't know. You tell me. You ever see Spaceballs? Uh, no. Light speed is too slow. She went to ludicrous speed. She guns it to the door, right? Gets, it, gets the edge on me. Now she's about five feet ahead of me, okay? Now my legs are twice as long as hers. 
and I can move a lot quicker than she could, but I let her have this one. I'm just like, if you need this, if you need this moment, you can have it. If you need to be ahead of me in line, you need your fucking burrito that much faster than me, go for it. Okay. This is the problem I have. Go. Just I'm not going to speed up. I'm not going to race you. I'll even let you go. Let me guess. She she ordered eight burritos. No, no. Okay, because no. that was the last conversation yeah, that, was the last. that you told me about a Chipotle well, story. They started where the guy got, got in front of you and then ordered like yeah, 10, two people ten burritos. A guy's in front of me. He's got an eight man order. And okay, he so go ahead. Around for a courtesy. Let's, let's like, stay yep, on uh, task so, here. So what did this young young lady do? Young. Old did lady. I say young? I didn't say young. Okay, so what, what did this lady do? She gets ahead of me. I let her have it. Take it. What's the courteous thing to do? Say thank it, you. Nah, I don't care about that. We've lost that in society. Just hold the door for me at least. <laughs> I'm talking like hand, hand off the door and now I'm reaching for the door. That's how close I was. This isn't like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where it's like 18 to 25 feet away. Do you hold it? You know, this is like I'm I'm arm's length. So not only do you sprint, but you don't even hold the door for me either. Maybe she was part. maybe maybe she wasn't thinking because she had so much on her mind that she was just she got her food. She's but she trying to think, get out that door. But she did the math fast enough to realize how how much speed she had to get to in order to get ahead of me from. Well, you know what? Listen, you're a big bear. You like to roam around real slow because you got nothing to do during the day and you're just killing time. You're like that big freaking transport just cruising. She she she's a Ferrari, man. She wants to she wants to be in, she wants to be out. She's not waiting for the big bear. Okay. I just why is I was... your life? I have never and and here's the thing: you should tell an Andrew Peters curb your enthusiasm life story because your your whole life you tell me about your life it is just incredible how you can make something so simple and small into this curb your enthusiasm no it's not uh, it's just act. all it is is observation i actually I think didn't... that you want to be what's what's the guy's name <laughs> from curb larry david, larry david. I, I think don't. you literally want your life to be no i don't like larry, larry david larry never got laid <laughs> oh god here we go it, it i i'm just observant that's all i am like I'm, I'm observant i watch i like to watch people i like to watch things that are going on like out in the real world it's just there's some hilarious shit going on out there you know like if someone was was watching me this morning they would have seen me trip up the curb and spill my coffee all over my jeans <laughs> but no one saw that so it didn't happen right I got a, another. I was at the grocery store. This is just yesterday. Holy cripes. I okay, know. Larry, this go is, ahead. This is the best. That's part. what people well, want to listen to our podcast well, what, for is to hear I, you, to hear your what, story about listen, going to the damn grocery store. Listen, that's what happens when, when people recognize you, Craig. Sure, you don't just blend in. <laughs> I just joke. My fucking mustache. <laughs> no, listen. So I'm at the grocery store yesterday and I'm cruising down the aisle. And a guy pops his head down the aisle, Craig, and he goes, love you, Petey. Love the show. And he comes up and I said, hey, thanks, man. And he comes up and he shows me his tooth. He goes, check this out. Check this out. And he starts opening his mouth. And his name is Patrick. And he said, I'll be listening for this. 
he pulls his his lip down to his bottom to the bottom row of row of his teeth goes toward yep. the back yep he's got a saber logo on there what do you mean I, I legitimately like a small saber logo i don't know if it's painted onto his tooth i didn't really get into it with him i was like how does how'd you do that and he said i think his i, I don't know if someone he knows someone that paints these things i don't know but he had a sabers logo on his tooth. How about that one? Okay. So, thanks for listening, Patrick. Nice job, Patrick. That's loyalty. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you know what I want to know? I want to know some of the craziest things fans have, have done or where they've gotten tattoos or what they've done to represent their team. Because I, when, that's one of the first things I walked away from thinking was, okay, so he has the to- the, the, the logo on his tooth. What are some other things that people have done? I mean, people have gone. They obviously have tattoos. 100%. The tattoo thing is, uh, you know. I know people with saber uh, tattoos. So tattoos are obvious. But what else? Like people get their head shaved. They get their. Can I ask you something? Yeah. About about tattoo. So Jack Eichel ended up winning the Stanley Cup this last year. Oh, he did. Okay. And uh, ended up getting a uh, big tattoo on his on his thigh. If you were to win the, the Stanley Cup, and you do not have any tattoos, correct? I think we've correct. talked about this before. Okay, um, would you would you get a tattoo if you if you won the Stanley Cup? I, I would. I probably wouldn't have. No, I, I couldn't have sat there and been poked with a needle that long. No chance. Yeah. There's no yeah, way I would have gotten a tattoo. It's not even about. It's not even about the. It's not even about the needle. It's just. No, I, I just I, have I'm, no interest I'm, in ink in my I'm body. Making it but, about the needle. I'm making it about the needle. Because I think that's the only way. Uh, me too. That, that you I would one. get a a tattoo on my body, is if I were to win the Stanley Cup. That's yeah. that's it. That is probably it. I'll tell you this though, I I did you ever think about it? I contemplated. I it. never, never. Yeah, I I think what happened to me was, <clears throat> I was like, oh, I wonder if I want a tattoo, and I was, you know, I never really, I, I wasn't impulsive with those types of things. Other things, yes, but I think I went, I went away somewhere, and on a beach, I was looking at some old man, and he was all old and saggy, and he had this tattoo, and it just, I couldn't really make out what it was, <laughs> and I think I was like, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll pass on that. Is that what they look like when you're older? Yeah. That's... You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. Surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains, incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. Hey, Andrew. You ever been in a car crash? I know you have because you're a terrible driver, but fortunately for me, I haven't, but I know who I'd call if it ever happened to me. Call our friends at Salino Law, 800-555-5555. For a car crash, call Salino, 800-555-5555. 
I'll tell you what, man. If the Sabres didn't play the Leafs between that Philadelphia game the other night and today, this would have been a, a much different open to the to the show. Very much. I, I can't figure this team out yet. We are yet to see any consistency from this team, and I don't want to sit here and rain on a on a win after Saturday night in Toronto. Those are emotional wins for the team. I get it, Hockey Night in Canada. But let's be honest here for a second. I mean, we don't know what we're going to get one day to the next with this team. Listen, like Don Granato after that Flyers game the other night, I mean, it's like he either truly believes what he's saying or he doesn't have any idea what to say after a game like that. And then all of a sudden they turn around and they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are struggling, by the way. But still, they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, who I didn't think that was going to happen. I expected them to get their asses kicked, to be quite honest with you. The, really the, the Maple Leafs of, uh, man, are they in uh, a struggle right now? The Sabres went to Philadelphia on Wednesday, and they stunk. They did not play their best hockey. Uh, got outshot. I think it was like 40 to 20 15. or something like that. or 15. I think they only had 15, 15 shots, or, maybe. Yeah. It was really. It was really. And, and the Flyers looked fast and physical and on the puck and had tons and tons of energy. But the Sabres were able to. Get it, get this. They were able to pull out a win. Right? And to me, that's important because you can always go back to the drawing board the next day, knowing that Philadelphia is coming into your building. Okay. They have to, they're the ones who have to travel, sleep in, you know, a hotel bed and this, that, and the other. And you can be waiting and prepared, knowing that you did not even come close to playing a good game of hockey in Philly, but still getting two points, which I think is very important. Did you watch the Friday Philly game? Obviously, I watched it's the Friday like, Philly game. It's, it's well, I know you did because we're freaking texting each other, and I'm just I'm just I'm I'm like really concerned with a lot that's happening with the Sabres. Okay. And that's what happens with this team. It's like, man, one day you are just beside yourself, pulling your hair out. And the next game you're watching Saturday night, uh, in Leafland, and with this obnoxious fan base in Toronto. And then all of a sudden they're just, they just played a freaking awesome road If the Sabres lost the game in any capacity against the Leafs, I I mean, I guess I shouldn't say in any capacity because the Leafs are supposed to be a good team, but they were going to get roasted today. They were going to get absolutely roasted, and it it was starting with Kevin Adams. It was going to Don Granato. And then it was going why, down. Why would it? Why? Oh, why do you I think it wanna, would be? Why? Uh, well, what do you mean? Come why, on, man. Why, why? Why do you think? Why do you think Kevin Adams would uh, be the be on the on the? Because this is his team. Okay. These are his players. This is yeah. his roster. These were his moves in the off season. This was. This was. Yeah. That. That's. That's where it was going. And then they. They. They grant themselves a lifeline. But I'm telling you right now, I'm fucking waiting. I'm just waiting. I am waiting. If, that were, if the Leafs were half decent defensively, the Sabres would have got killed that game. 
Like you can't. You're not going to win all these games scoring that many goals. They're putting. Well, they're we, letting, uh, talk they're about letting, it again. Like they're letting Sabers win. Ton, ton yeah. of goals, but they have to score five. But you know what? So is everybody let, else, Petey. That's the that's the crazy shit about it. Like you look at New Jersey. New Jersey has 39 goals against 39. The Sabers have 38, but have played one more game. The Carolina Hurricanes, the team that I deemed the Stanley Cup winner this year, have 42 goals against. Toronto Maple Leafs have 37 goals against. The Montreal Canadiens, 39 goals against. Like, Detroit Red Wings have played 12 games. They have 37 goals against. Tampa Bay, 36 goals against. There is a lot of goals being scored right now. Now, granted, the Boston Bruins, a team that plays defense hockey first, okay? And they're winning games because of their defense. They've scored less goals than a lot of teams, but they're winning because of their defense, okay. right? All right. Well, fine. Maybe maybe that is maybe that is the case. Maybe maybe there are just more goals being scored. And it's that's great that they have an offensive team. Well, let me just take that a step further. Well, you know, when I said Kevin Adams, and you said, well, why Kevin Adams? And I said, well, in my head, I, I said, this is the roster you put together, but there's a lot of other thoughts in there. And then I go to Dylan Cousins in the other night and him fighting Hathaway at the end of the game. And I think, you know, if you had a guy anywhere near remotely close to Hathaway that would only cost you a million bucks or two million bucks a year, could go out and, and punch that fucking nose right off his face. Dylan Cousins doesn't have to do that. By the way, someone said we gave Dylan Cousins bad advice. I don't know. I don't know if I gave him bad advice. He took a, he took a Dylan good Cousins shot. gave him bad bad advice. Yeah, because last game we were like Dylan Cousins should show. be playing that style of hockey. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Dylan Cousins dropping the gloves. There's nothing wrong with it at all. He's six foot three, two hundred no, pounds. I know. I know. Everyone, I I'm sitting when there he's, reading, when I'm he's like, two when he's two twenty, he'll handle that guy no problem. But he's not, not even about being two twenty. Yeah, yeah. Hathaway out muscled him for sure. How big's Hathaway? I don't know, but if I had to guess, it's like two ten. Yeah, I was going like to say two hundred ten pounds. Six one two ten. Yeah, six one two ten is the equivalent to six four six two two hundred and ten pounds. That is not an overly big guy. That's well, that's you're wrong. That's on a that. that's a good size guy. That's a good. That's a that's a thick. But Dylan Cousins is a big guy. He's a strong kid. Listen, Dylan Cousins need to understand something. He ends up taking 6'2", 212. 6'2", 212? Who's that? Hathaway? Hathaway. Okay. 6'2", 212. Um, He's also 31 years old. There's a man strength to that. Oh, Fuck off, Riv. You know it's true. Shut the hell up with the man strength bullshit. That is such a crock of shit, man. Uh, I will tell you this. It's very simple. It's very simple. You know, Dylan Cousins ends up taking a hit when they're winning the game. Okay? They're winning. 6'3", 195, man. Hathaway outmuscled him. That was the difference in the fight. Pure and simple. I think that's completely ridiculous. I think that's so ridiculous. Is it off the chart? Every single frigging guy I fought outweighed me, Petey. Every single one of them. So what is that like? Like I shouldn't be fighting? 
No, yeah, but you, you have to fight. Two, 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 ten, two, fifteen. No, I wasn't. When I was Dylan Cousins' age, we were almost identical in size. I was one hundred and ninety-five pounds when I was his age. One hundred and ninety-five pounds. I was well, six foot. Are two. you going to try to convince me that he didn't get out muscled in the fight? That that's no, he didn't get out muscled. He didn't get out muscled at all. Go and look okay. at the fight. I've watched. Let me tell it. you something. He he gets hit. Okay, takes a stiff body check by a guy who's sending a message saying, if you're going to beat us, then there's going to be some physical stuff. You're going to have to take a hit. Dylan Cousins doesn't like the hit. What does Dylan Cousins do immediately after the hit? He gets, he takes a hit and he cross checks, cross checks Hathaway from behind. Cross checked him in the back. Bam. Knocked him over. What does he do after that? What does he do after he cross-checks Hathaway from behind, knocks him to the ice? He skates towards Hathaway and engages in him. Let me tell you something. Hathaway's not a cupcake. When he gets cross-checked and the game's over, it's five friggin' one. Listen, Dylan, if you're going to cross-check somebody in a 5-1 game with... Two minutes left in the game. You better be ready to drop your goddamn gloves. So Dylan Cousins cross-checks him, knocks him down to the ice, and then skates towards him to engage him. Well, let me tell you something. What happens next? What happens next? Hathaway's three shots into him before his gloves get off. You better be ready to go. You better throw off those gloves and protect yourself because you're going to be fighting a guy. I wouldn't even call Hathaway like a, uh, he's not a heavyweight by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a tough kid. He's a tough kid. Definitely. He's like an Adam Mare. Yes. And I'm going to tell you this, Dylan Cousins can totally, totally fight in the same category as Hathaway. They're not in this. They're not out of each other weight class. Dylan Cousins needs to understand if you're going to cross check someone after a hit, knock him to the ice, then go and engage him. You better be ready for the the consequences that has next. And that's getting into a fight and protecting yourself. It's, it's like I, what we talked about um, with Alex Tuck, Alex Tuck get, gets ran at by um, Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk then two seconds later gets clipped by Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck, you better be ready because that that raging bull is going to be wanting to fight. Alex Tuck uh, uh, sees that right away. He gets in a fight. Here's the thing. Alex Tuck's not a fighter. He's not a fighter. So why are you switching hands in a fight against one of the toughest guys in the league? You learn from those things. Just go and sur- go and survive the fight. Throw a couple punches, protect yourself. It's the same thing with Dylan Cousins. You better be ready. You better drop your damn gloves and protect yourself. Like he, he's, they're, they're wrestling around fighting and Dylan Cousins still has his goddamn gloves on. Oh, that's the other problem. It's two things. Either don't cross check them or make sure you're ready to fight after you do it and it's not about winning fights it's never been about winning fights maybe maybe in your job description andrew where you 
have to go in and engage in fights. And it's, you guys were, oh man, it's tough, 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 brutal situation. It's a gladiator fighting. This is not gladiator fighting. You got two big boys. You got to protect yourself. Yeah. That's well, all I'm saying. Uh, and I, Dylan Cousins is a tough kid, man. He, he is, is a tough, tough kid. kid. He's a strong kid, but he needs to understand if you're going to do something like that, be prepared. Be prepared. You're not going into a drop your damn gloves immediately and then protect yourself. Square off properly. Protect yourself. At the end of the day, the game's 5-1. This is about you making a statement saying, number one, you're not going to run me at the end of the game. Number two, I'm going to engage in this fight. Number three, I know how to fight. So I'm going to protect myself. That's it. That's it. But I'll tell you this, I'd also like to have somebody on the ice. Which we don't have any guys. Said this for freaking ever. I don't, uh, you know, it is what it is. Every single team in the league seems to have some semblance of toughness, except for the Buffalo Sabres. Eyebrow raising. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What happens the next night? Well, first of all, Ryan Johnson gets called up. He plays his first NHL game, his debut. Yep. Had an assist. Would love to know your thoughts. Beautiful, on beautiful outlet pass. They went seven defense. Not sure if that is something they'll stick to. Bryson was in the lineup. And they end up winning. Are they winning... And did they win in Toronto because they just grossly outplayed the Toronto Maple Leafs? Or did they win the, because the, Toronto the is, Toronto stinks to high hell right now? I thought Toronto was awful. They bought themselves a, a, a get-out-of-jail-free card because today was going to be a bad day if they lost to the Leafs, even if it was a great game, because Friday night was absolutely embarrassing. So congratulations to Ryan Johnson on his NHL debut. Got a point. Look forward to seeing more. God, he's a handsome guy too, eh? It's nice to get some good-looking blood on this team. I thought it was Owen Power. I saw a picture of him, and I was like, did Owen Power change his number? Because there's this picture of, of him skating around, and then he's got the same hair, just a mop on top. Good-looking kid. Uh, so he got an assist. It's from Anaheim. It. Yeah. He's got Pretty the California boy. flow. California flow. Right. He's probably um, wearing flip-flops to the rink. Nice assist. Does that give him another opportunity? Does that give him more opportunity? Play a lot. Played eight minutes. Yeah. 70. I like it, though. Get him acclimated. You know, the I'm sure there's going to be tons of nerves. And, you know, the, the question that you have is... Talk about throwing him there, right to the is wolves. Is there more opportunity for this young guy? Yeah, of course there is. Talk about throwing him right to the wolves. Toronto Maple Leafs, big stage, Saturday night. Look good, eight minutes. There's no better way to get into the league than... I loved... I used to love Hockey Night in Canada, man. Going into Toronto. Big lights. Always had a different feel to it. The game yep. always... it. 
there's something about playing in Canada that always had a little bit of a different feel buzz inside the arena. I don't know what it was. Did you ever find, well, I guess you played there for so long. All of my buddies, all of everybody that I grew up with back in that time. And now they're, they're Toronto Maple Leaf fans. That's all you watch. You either watched, if you were French up up in North Bay, you were watching Montreal Canadiens. That was your team. If you were on the English side, up where I was from, you're watching Toronto Maple Leafs. So there is diehard Toronto Maple Leaf fans that, you know, I grew up with my entire life. And then, so so for me, going to Toronto, knowing that I'm going to have every single eye on me in that, you know, playing in Toronto, it was, it was nerve wracking. I definitely felt the nerves. I did you ever do anything in a game and you were like, Oh, that's fucking sick. All my buddies are back home watching. It's on every bar TV. Yeah. It's the fight. One of the the (laughs) time I fought, uh, Brian Marchman in Toronto and, uh, it was a pretty good boat. You know, amazing fight, but it's like all of my buddies, like you're, you're nervous about getting knocked out or getting made, you know, you look poorly or whatever. It was, uh, very nerve wracking because of where I came from, because I was so close. There's so, so many Toronto Maple Maple Leaf fans from where I was, but, uh, Riv, I, I can honestly tell you that when I squared off with Ty Domi hockey night in Canada, that went through my head. I said to myself, I'm squared off with Ty Domi. And I remember looking at him and I just, if you, if you go back and watch that fight, like I'm, I'm really, I didn't know how to kind of approach him because he's so small, but he's so dangerous. And as in my head, as I'm getting closer and closer to Ty Domi, all I'm thinking is this is by far the biggest stage I've ever been on in my entire life. Hockey night in Canada, (laughs) Ty Domi center ice. Yeah. And then everything went silent. Did when you say everything hear. went silent, that's a good thing because you know that you basically just complete. And it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of what's that? What's that? Clear, uh, the base, clear the mechanism. Yeah. And and it actually does happen. Like people, you know, when you're when you're in it, things just go completely quiet. It's so and crazy. you don't hear a word. Yeah. Everything just goes whisper quiet. Why is Toronto in this situation? Like this is four straight for Toronto now. At what point do we see a coaching change here? He just signed an extension. Okay. What does I'm that mean? Pre- well, okay. Maybe that doesn't mean anything. They're not changing coaches. I think the Sabres outplayed them. Maybe the Leafs are overrated. Maybe they're a whole bunch of talent thrown into thrown on the ice and and they I, look. I've said for years. I don't think Sheldon Keith is a good coach. Okay, I don't think he's the guy there. I would, you know, Austin. What, Matthews, what kind of coach do they need though? Like if you're if you're going to say that you don't think that Sheldon Keith is a good coach. A few years ago, do you remember a few years ago when they did that? Uh, they did that documentary with the Leafs. I can't remember what it was called. I can't remember even what channel it was on, but it was like. Um, uh, I can't remember. It, it was it was almost like a hard knocks type thing. 
Sheldon Keefe's in the locker room giving this speech, and no one's listening to him. Everyone's taping their stick, like Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton was on the team then. No one's listening to him. Taping their stick, looking away, tying their skates, taping their shin pads. Like He gets no respect. I don't think he gets any respect from his players. And they play like that. They 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 play like they don't respect what he wants them to do. That's the issue. There has to be there has to be something up. Like and I and I yeah, don't maybe. know if it's the environment. A lot maybe of times it's, it's when you have an environment contract. is like the happy go lucky, you know, country club environment, then you're gonna get country club type hockey right i don't know i don't know and nor do i really care i i really don't care whatsoever it's just i mean things are gonna start really mounting you know obviously with us playing in our playing years Toronto is one of the toughest places to play in the National Hockey League. I would put them at number two. I would put them at number two behind Montreal. Um, I think Toronto might have uh, a little bit easier time in the sense, in the, in the only sense is that when Montreal struggles, there seems to be the French-English battle also. And I'm not talking players. I'm talking in the media, <laughs> amongst the the media members. Um, there's a lot of different opinions that uh, that happen in Montreal, but Toronto is a very, very, very difficult. It's probably the biggest market, I would think, um, media wise in the league. And I mean, when you have a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs that is putting a 13 0.25 million dollar player who's literally lighting it up right now. Austin Matthews getting it done, but John Ferris, Mitch Marner, William Nylander. How about Tyler Bertuzzi? Who's John Ferris? How Ferris? about Tyler Bertuzzi? Max Domi. Ryan Reeves. John Ferris. John John Tavares? Oh, John Tavares. Yeah, that's why I said John Tavares. Oh, you said John Ferris. No, I didn't. I I are they just so top heavy? in their players that, I mean, they're going to have a hard time putting together any secondary third scoring on this team. I think their defense is extremely average. I wonder, and I mean, extremely Lander contract and his performance is creating any kind of rift in the locker room. What's he have for points? What's he have for points? Shredding it. What's he's he got have? 15, he's got 15 points in 11 games. And what does Matthews have? I don't know. Do your, do your homework. 11 goals, 11 games, 15 points. Okay. They are so top heavy that it, it's, it, it's interesting that back years ago, five years ago, the Toronto Maple Leafs made a decision that they were going to go top heavy. 
they were going to sign Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares. Okay. And then they had William Nylander who is making 7 million where the other guys were making 11 or a little over 11. And it has not worked out. It clearly has not worked out. And I, and I hate to say this, but they are in such trouble with this group because they have no secondary their 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 depth on on the maple leafs is terrible it really is terrible their defense core is is not good what's that i said their defense core is not good it's not good and there's nothing i don't see anything in sight the problem that Toronto, you know, they don't have a first rounder in 2025. They don't have a, a second rounder in 2024, 25 or 26. It's like they've, they've given away their draft picks in order to, to win. And now they haven't won. Now they're, they were in a bad salary situation before when their guys were making $11 million. Well, guess what? Mitch Marner is 26 years old. He's finished. This is his, the second last year. Okay. And then he's got to sign. He's got to sign an extension this summer. How much money is he going to make? Last year, he had what? 99 points. He's got 13 points in 11 games this year. He's going to get paid. The problem is you can't win with that many guys making that much money. <laughs> this is all this I know is, is they have a hell of a lot more pressure than the Sabres. Well, that's why. No, I, I'm going to stick by what I said. I would have, I would have let Matthews play this season out. I mean, you might've been looking at more than 13.25 with the season he's having right now, but I'd let him walk. I would like I'd let a guy like that walk at the end of the year, take that money and and spend it somewhere else. You're it's Toronto. Put him on the spot. I never you I know never... what you're saying to you. The biggest fan base in all of hockey in the world, the biggest fan base is basically the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're gonna tell me that you are not going to re-sign one of the greatest players in the game. You're not going to let him walk. You have to make a decision. Are we, do we become a better team? He's one of the greatest scorer. He's the greatest goal scorer in the game right now. He's not the greatest player. I didn't say he was the greatest player. I said he's one of the, he's one of the greatest players. I don't even, one of the greatest players. I think he's the greatest goal scorer in the game. Top 10. Is he a top 10 player in the NHL? Player? Player? I think, I think thousand percent fantasy. Yeah. Cause he's going to get you points. But I mean, if you're building a team, if you're building a team, Right now, you can't tell me there aren't 10 other players that you would pick ahead of them. I could give you five. Without salary? Without salary related? Well, of course, or without salary. Sal- Obviously not. He makes the, He's going to be the highest paid player in the league next year. Yeah. So if we're, if we're dealing with David, salary. Leon Dreisaitl, uh, and, and, and I'm even excusing the Sidney Crosby and the Malkins because I'm talking like today. Today. Players today that you could start your franchise with and get seven, eight years out of right now. Not, I think they're not including salaries. Right. What? Yeah. You're, just, then you're crazy. Then. 
I I don't think so. Okay, that's fine. There Name are, me a I, defenseman that you would take over him in the league. Yes, Kale McCarr. Okay, Charlie McAvoy. Not a fucking chance. Bullshit. Not even close, man. Okay, not okay. even friggin' close, this, man. Well, wait a minute. That's your opinion. I'm talking. You're you're asking my opinion. I don't give a shit if you if you agree with me or not. Okay, I'm not just name name the, me the other ones. Name me the other defenseman. Just the defenseman. You're not going to name a goaltender over over Austin Matthews. So we're going to throw the goaltenders in the garbage. So I've already named two. I've named your two defense. Two defense. Name me. Name me. Would you take any others? No. Okay. Okay. So those two defense. Okay. McDavid. Yep. Drysaddle. Yep. McKinnon. Yes. Now you're at five. You need to name me five more forwards. Five more forwards. Okay. Uh okay. You're not gonna like this one. Uh Connor Bedard. Um starting a franchise. Starting a franchise. Okay. 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 I'm gonna give it to you, bud. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna argue. That was a good one. You pulled that one. I didn't see that one coming. And you're God, I, you're a sneaky. You're on your Okay. I, I, I agree. Snuck, I agree with that one. Okay. Okay. Snuck that one in there. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Four more. Well, hold on. For you, bud. It's going to be very, 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 very tough. Very tough. Go ahead. Jack Eichel. Okay. We're done. We're done the goddamn show. I'm, I'm not. I'm, you're he done. Won a, he won a cup. Listen, you're an idiot, and we're done right now. He won a cup, and he, he's a better playoff performer than Austin Matthews oh is. Jesus. Come on. Give me that one. Give me Take that Take it one. back. Take it back right now, or we're not doing the rest of the show. <laughs> Jack right now. Jack Hughes. Can't argue that one. Jack Hughes. I I I would definitely a thousand percent argue that one, but go ahead. Okay. 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 I uh this is not the first time I'm saying it. So this is not just for the sake of argument. William Nylander. Oh, Shut up. Okay. Come okay. on. Okay, hold on. Here's one more. Come one, on. One more. I got it. No, one. you're not. You're, I'm not giving you Nylander. Okay, fine. Well, you, ready? I got one more. How many am I at? Braden Point. Not even just, close. Oh not, they're not, not even close. Okay. Okay. Well, that's my opinion. Okay. Your opinion stinks. So, Brady but, Kachuk is another player I would take over Austin Matthews. Matthew Kachuk okay. is another player I would take over Austin Matthews. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So there's my list. How yeah. where am I at? I'll even. You're at like eleven. You're at you're <laughs> at like eleven. Okay. Four of them completely bogus. Five of them are bogus. Um, Austin Matthews is clearly a top ten player. If you're going to start a franchise in this league, it is what it is. You may not like him. But the guy is the I guy is I the just, real deal. Okay, I love I love him. I just love arguing against it. Yeah, I know. And, and, I, know. and, I, and I know you not... do because here's the thing. I wish I was on the other side. I could have named you 25 guys that I'd take over Austin Matthews right now, but I had to take well, the other side. Hold on a second. When Ovi was when Ovi was winning the Rocket Richard Trophy all those years, you wouldn't say he was the best player in the league at the time, would you? I wouldn't nope. put him in the top nope. 10 player of all time. He's going to be the greatest goal scorer to ever play. <laughs> he is. And I wouldn't put him in the top 10, maybe top 15 players. Yeah, so agree with that. So like, Austin you know, Matthews is a much more so complete I, player than Alex Ovechkin. We can't sit here and tell kids that listen, points don't matter, and then we sit here and say the best players are all are the ones that get points. So anyway, big win for the Sabers on Hockey Night in Canada, and uh, another. You know what? 
Here's a team we never talk about. Okay. Why would we? <laughs> well, they're all the way out west. And not that we don't talk about West Coast teams, but it's like, who talks about the Anaheim Ducks these days? Nobody. Where were they last year in the league? Close to the bottom. They, they were, were last. The, they, yeah, were they last? Yeah. They were last. Well, and, I always and, see, you and, know what the problem is? I, I keep getting skewed when someone asks me that because I automatically go to who had the first overall pick, but then I forget it's a lottery and right. it doesn't work that way. Which and is, Gary Bettman gives the pick to who he'd like. <laughs> <laughs> what? It just processed in my head how you said that and what you said. And I just, I, I loved it because I completely agree. Anyway, Anaheim Ducks, surprising. Are they surprising everybody or are they just surprising everybody because they beat Vegas? Seeing the record? Do you do you have any idea what the record is? Yeah, they're, uh, what are they? So this like is a team six, that was six, and f- six, four, and one? Seven. Seven, seven four, and one. They're in seven, a, they're, four, they're the top wild card right now. They currently have 14 points in 11 games. Okay. Um, Goal differential, they're a a plus five. The last six games, they've won. So this is a team that was the worst team in the NHL. Now, understand this, that... They brought in uh, Leo Carlson, who is the number two overall pick in the in, in the uh, 2023 entry draft. Okay, they also have uh, Mason McTavish, who's 20 years old. They've got two kids on defense right now that are 19 years old. So, what did Anaheim? What did Anaheim go and pick up this year? I know that I know they got Gudis. Racco Gudis, a veteran hockey player that plays the game how? The right way. Well, what do you mean the right way? He's physical. He's, He's that's all I need to know. He's not there to score goals. He's not there to be a power play guy. He's there to kill penalties. He's there to play against the other team top lines. He's there to be a hitter, and he is going to be nasty. Okay. What else did they bring in? Uh, they brought in the big tough guy, didn't they, from the Islanders? Ross Johnson, 6'5", oh. 235 pounds. They brought him in. Why? Why would you bring Ross Johnson in? He's got a lot of young players. So? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? What does so? that mean? They brought him in because they need to protect the young players. They need to have these young players feel comfortable on the ice at all times. Okay. And Ross Johnson, who's going to go out and play eight minutes a game is a very big piece of the puzzle. When you're dealing with such young players that obviously are scared shitless half the night. What else did they bring in? Well, they brought in Kalorn, but he hasn't been playing. Exactly, but why did they bring in Kalorn? Veteran with experience. Who's won Stanley Cup, who's been in a winning... Cups, two cups. That's a very, very good point. Thank you. So he's won multiple Stanley Cups. He's been in an environment in Tampa Bay, played for a coach in Cooper, who the environment 
and the standard in which Alex Kalorn is going to go into any practice or any game is going to be unlike any one of these young players, whether it's Troy Terry, whether it's Trevor Zegras, whether it's uh, Louis Carlson or, or, or Mason McTavish. These are all elite young players. They want to bring in a guy who has played in the playoffs, who's won Stanley Cups, who's going to help help guide those young guys and build the environment. What other player did they bring in? Cause they brought in four. Um, Ryan Strom. No, he was no. last year. He was there last year. Want me I to don't know who they brought in. Ilya uh, Labushkin. Oh, that's right. What I was just going to say him. What kind of player is yeah. Ilya Labushkin? Not one that Sabres wanted or Sabre fans wanted. He's physical. And he's a defender. So the four guys they brought in are all sandpaper. They're all pieces to a puzzle to allow the core, young core, highly skilled players. They allow these guys to go out and play the game that they want to play. And they're going to lead by example. He's having a bad year, man. Is there something we don't know out there? No, I think Trevor Zegras is a really good hockey player. I think that um, when Trevor Zegras goes into games, he basically is the number one guy that teams are keying on. If you can shut down Trevor Zegras, they feel that then you can win hockey games. So they're 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 doing their best to shut this kid down. They've done a nice job because he's got one goal, two points in eleven games. But that does not listen. I mean, he's going to go through some tough times in this league. But I think Trevor Zegers is a really talented hockey player, and he'll get out of it. But he's going through some speed bumps right now. But at the end of the day, Anaheim's winning games. Anaheim's winning games. Well, we, we seven, we, four and one. Well, okay. And this so, may not last the whole season because I just think that this team is so young and well, what's, what's they're the not, word that great. we've used in this league. That's since the cap, since the salary cap came in, it's what they tried to accomplish by implementing a salary cap. And since they've implemented a salary cap, they've been able to accomplish exactly what it is they're looking for. And the word starts with a P and there's somewhere I'm going with this too. It's parody. Parody. Yep. Okay. The word is parody. You know, it's like we sit here and panic, you know, when talking about, you know, the Buffalo Sabres or even talking about a team like the Anaheim Ducks who were last last year, who were sitting in a, in a wild card spot. But look at like, look at the Sabres, for example, six and six and 12 games. They have 12 points. Well, guess what? Wild card number two has 12 points. It's right. The yeah. Islanders, 13 points. Their division, their second place in their division is 15 points. It's not out of reach. There's only one team and in, in theory running away with it. It's in, called in, one week of good hockey. And you could literally put yourself second in the division. Yes. You string no together, problem. you string together three wins in a row four wins you are literally second in the conference well look at anaheim 
They have six wins in a row, six wins in a row. And they're sitting in the second wildcard spot with 14 points. It's very impressive. Now, is that going to last the whole season? I don't think so. Cause I think their team is not very good. I think the Sabres team right now has underachieved. That's how good I think the team is. Like, I really do believe when you look at what the Sabres have, I get irritated as a fan, okay, that gets to express my displeasure in them. But the thing that irritates me the most is I do believe that this team needs help, veteran help. I also believe that this team needs to figure out a way to to be more consistent in their game. Like, to sit there and listen to the players after the game, whether it was Kyla Poso, who always, always has to be the one talking after the games so he can protect all these younger guys that don't come out and answer questions. But Kyla Poso is out there answering the questions and frustrated with, you know, you know, how they played and, you know, we weren't ready for the game and blah, blah, blah. And Casey Middlestad said the same thing, you know, they need to be more consistent. And how do you do it? Man, if I had that perfect answer, because I played on teams that were, that played the same way. Um, But the best teams that make the playoffs are the ones that are the most consistent. The Sabres have everything. They have everything to make the playoffs. There's only now a few teams. There's only a few teams in the Eastern Conference that have impressive records in the first 10, 11, 12 games of the season. Boston, exactly. Nine and one. Nine, one and one. Detroit, yeah. seven, four and one. Tampa Bay, five, three and three. Rangers, eight, two and one. Jersey, seven, three and one. Carolina, seven and five. Those are your division leaders. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. The Montreal. Montreal's five, four, and two. Yep. The, just, you, I, you said it. Parody. The parody in this league right now. Like I would have put Montreal Canadiens, uh, a lower base team in the league. I'm actually surprised with Pittsburgh being where they are. I'm actually surprised with Ottawa. How about uh-huh. Ottawa right now? I mean, you've got Brady Kachuk having to stand in front of that media and talk about the, the fan base booing them and how hard it is to play in front of that. DJ Smith is starting to, starting to be on the hot seat, I think, over there. they've had, You know what? They've had a shit go. Ottawa's gotten screwed the last couple of weeks. Why? You know what? I don't want to go down the path right now, but they lose a draft pick for what they what what's happened to them with the Dadanoff trade, and then now you hear about what's happening with Chicago. They got penalized worse than the than the Blackhawks did uh, for for what the Chicago, Blackhawks covered. Chicago Blackhawks Chicago, should lose ten fucking first round draft Connor picks. Bedard. The next it's decade. a it's a goddamn embarrassment that they have Connor Bedard there to to kind of overshadow the stench of the last. Yeah. 15 years of what that fucking organization's and done. we will talk about this yeah, not in not, this episode right today now. but we will talk about the second black ace hockey player that was a call-up okay he was an extra player in the playoffs there's a second player that has come out 
And uh, there's another lawsuit against Chicago Blackhawks because they knew. They knew. This second player that is suing, not Kyle Beach, because Kyle Beach has already settled. Okay, he's settled. And now you have a second player that has come out and is basically doing the same thing. The Chicago Blackhawks knew about it because this young man who told them what had happened, nothing happened from it because they, the, the narrative was, we don't want anything that's going to distract our players from what's happening in the playoffs. So, so we'll talk about that. I was, all I was saying was they have Ottawa's got a shit storm going on and they, you know, yeah, uh, certainly expected more from them. But you go over to the Western Conference. There's only a couple teams that are really three teams, four teams that are really running away with it. And then you have a bunch of kind of question marks. Like, what's going on in Edmonton? Oh, is man. is San Jose going to even win a game this year? San Jose, Rango. did you see the San Jose's last game? I think they, I'm pretty the sure they 10, lost like 10 Pitts, to 2. Pittsburgh or something. They lost yeah. 10 to 10 something. 10 to 2. I, I, you know, listen, I mean, San Jose, Mike Greer, it's very simple. This team is nowhere near ready to compete. He's going to tear this thing down right to the shreds because you know, I know, and anybody that knows hockey that says watched the NHL over the last number of decades knows that the only way to become competitive in this league is to suck really bad, which means you can go back to Pittsburgh's, you can go back to the Chicago years, you can go back to all the years where teams have struggled, gained all these high-end draft picks, like super high-end picks, and then all of a sudden the organization completely changes and goes in a different direction. So... Mike Greer is going is that he's in this for the long haul. He's going to build something with San Jose and it's going to be f- minimum 5 years away before they're competitive. 5 years. Well, they're going to get a, you know what? If they don't get screwed in the lottery this year, they'll get a nice piece. This Max Celebrini is ripping up college hockey pretty good. I don't know if you've seen his stats. Max Celebrini Mac, is the ki- Mac Mac from Mac. uh Boston College Boston we're, University we're, Boston University yeah 8 games 8 goals 6 assists okay yeah so he is he's going to go number 1 is there he's any guy gonna, is there anybody close that's being uh there's named? I don't think there's anybody even remotely close are we is this next is the 2024 NHL draft is it is would you consider it a weaker draft because I've I've known about Connor Bedard for years before he was drafted I feel that this draft here there's very little that we're hearing about any I I don't want to use generational talent because I think generational talent needs to you know, it needs to only go to certain players. And I'm not even willing to give that to Connor okay, Bedard. Well, last year as a 16-year-old with the Chicago Steel, Max Celebrini had played 50 games. He had 46 goals, 40 assists. No way. Yeah, yeah. 
plus Chicago Steel is the USHL. Uh, yep. Steel. Yep. And he was 16. what? How old? Sixteen. Get he's, out! Of he's here. seventeen right now, playing at BU, and he's got he's he has eight goals in eight games. He's got he's got fourteen. Okay, points. hold on here. Let's think about this. Let's think about what's it. When's his birthday? June thirteenth. 2006 he's 17 he's from vancouver british columbia holy snapping 46 goals he had in the ushl yeah, yeah. so for people Western that Canada don't is know pumping out some good players right now they have you know benson's from out there uh, it, these guys all play together they all know each other so i have a family friend um who knows all these guys? His kid, yeah, yeah. he was a fourth round pick to Ottawa this year. He plays at Cornell. His name's Hoyt Stanley. But I've known okay. the dad my entire life from St. Catharines. And he lives What's out his west. first name? His last name, Stanley? Stanley. Okay. I don't think you would have ever played against his dad. His dad okay. was a fucking wild man in okay. the American League. Okay. Go look at his stats, Graham Stanley. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, they all skate together. I've heard about all these kids because I. You had to- mentioned to me. This was probably a couple months ago. Back in you the had mentioned to me in the summertime when we were talking about the the new uh, entry draft, the 2024 entry draft, and I didn't really... I, I had mentioned a kid named Michael Misa who was the first pick in the OHL draft, and I remember hearing him being very good. He's rated 20th right now in the NHL um, entry draft around 20th okay but you're the one who brought up this celebrini uh kid and uh well he goes to bu so yeah. luke luke told me about him luke said we have this luke kid tuck on, yeah luke yeah, tuck yeah. max celebrini and then there's another kid i guess there's another kid who's also up for the draft this year who's going to he's decommitted and he's going to bu next year as well so they're gonna have they're gonna have celebrini and this other kid i think is going there I think he's an American kid. Ezerman? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to ask. He I plays just... for the National Development Program. I watched him in Pittsburgh actually this year when my uh Junior Sabres uh, you know, my son's team was playing in Pittsburgh in a tournament and I was able to watch I I think is I think I don't know how you say his last name, Ezerman. It's Ezerman. Ezerman? Not yeah, like the Y, not, like uh, yeah. Scotty Eiserman, but Eiserman. It's like, uh, you know, Chris Chelios and Nikos Chelios. And not real big kid. Look him up. I th- I would probably put him at maybe 5'10", 185 pounds, 180 pounds. Can you look that up? No. Okay, great. But I think he was, I think he's going to be you next year also. So either way, so. Got so him right whole- here. Who is Got it? him right here. Cole Ezerman. He is 5'11, 197. Oh my God. Big kid. Fire hydrant. Fire hydrant kid. But That's he's Crosby's he's size. uh he's supposed to be pretty special, special player himself. I think he was I think he was ranked third in the North American uh rankings, but uh anyway, I have no idea how we just got on this conversation. But uh oh, we we're talking Max Celebrini, draft picks for next year. Yeah. Okay. So Greerzy, hopefully Greerzy gets him. And he's a Western kid, right? So I think that makes a difference too. Give, you know, how many times does San Jose go into 
think. I don't even know if that fucking matters. Never mind. Forget where I'm going with that. Tomorrow, Thomas Vanek, he's back. He missed last week. What else? Anything else? Thanks for listening to everybody out there. After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. I almost said, and nothing else matters. Yeah. No? Terrible.